intruding anywhere. No, it looks fine. All right, cool. What's up? Nothing much. I just took that exam. It wasn't fun. No, it didn't sound <laughs> no. fun. No. I, I hate timed exams. I wish that there were there was no time limit on exams. No, I have certifications for work and they're all timed. They have like generally like an hour. I felt uh, that. An hour to three hours, depending on how extensive they are. And I, uh, honestly, the test seems like 10 times harder because it's timed. Yeah. Like, it's immediately my worry is that I'm going to run out of time and like the anxiety isn't there until like right around like the 30 minutes left mark. I take anxiety meds and I just got on one that I found was perfect and it like stopped me from sweating during anxious moments. Okay. And I found that when I'm doing tests, it's the one time where I will sweat through my pill. It doesn't bother. (laughs) But I don't really mind. I'm pretty good in school as long as I'm paying attention. See, I don't pay attention in school, so I would have been... I'm lost. I switched to online, so I fudged myself. Now I have nothing to pay attention to but myself and reading. No, I can't do it. It's the same reason that I can't work from home. Because if I'm if I've got a computer open in front of me, like I'm I'm gonna try and watch something in the background. I'm gonna be play video games, something like that. Other than pictures, I've never tried to work from home. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could either. My wife does, and I I don't understand how she won't go back. Like she loves it. She's not going back to a regular work schedule ever again. My or partner like considered office. it for the dog that he was he had for a moment. Wait, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't catch that. I said my partner had a dog, and he considered working from home for that. But Yeah, that would make sense. I don't know. Like that's, that's one of the reasons that we don't have a dog here is that she wouldn't be able to work if we had a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, we don't want to like get a dog and then leave it at home pretty much all the time on its own. To I get that. its own devices, destroy the place, or or just like be generally unhappy. What's your wife do? She's an accountant. Accountant. So she does uh, well. She does finance now, but like she was an accountant for quite a long time. And uh, yeah, I, she did the she did everything right. She did the college. She, everything that I didn't do. She went to college. She did really good. She worked on the degree. She took the internship. She did for the, sure. She did everything right. So. Well, and I'm she got it covered. And I'm the, I'm the starving artist that didn't do any colleges or anything. Like I, fl- I dropped out of three colleges like immediately after starting, because like I saw what the bill was going to be, and I was just, like, before I even get through and pay tuition or anything like that, I was just like, no. Let me be done with that. I get that sometimes college isn't for everyone, but I would say. The work is worth it sometimes for people and you have a passion for something and I think that's cool. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the photography came a lot later. Like I didn't get into photography until about three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've been, I mean, I'm 33. I've been out of school since 2007. So for sure. I, I don't know. I just never had like a, I never had a solid handle on what I wanted to do. And so trying to, trying to put thousands and thousands of, tens of thousands of dollars into something where it's like, Hey, this is what your career path is supposed to be. I couldn't, I could never narrow it down enough to where I'd be like, sure that it wasn't like some horrible mistake or something like that. So that was, that was a big, the big motivation behind it is just not knowing what I wanted to do. I get that. I switched my career path a semester into um, my junior year. And I went from pre-med to just psych and criminology. And that was, a lot in its own and 
I don't work in the field yet, but going through college, I've found that wave to be just like, I guess, humiliating when I switched out of pre-med because I, I wasn't doing well in pre-med. Oh, okay. So yeah. it felt kind of like a failure mm -hmm. a little bit. It wasn't horrible. I just had to switch my mindset and be optimistic towards the fact that I do have contributions towards like criminology and psychology because mm -hmm. I already um, have worked in that field outside of um, my online work. But uh, I think it's I think it's not how you look at it as a failure, more so how you persevere from it. Sure. I was struggling and I didn't realize I had ADHD yet. And it was before I got medicated for that and like mm -hmm. got help with my anxiety issues. So I was just a frantic mess every day that I was in pre-med. So I wasn't in my best mindset at that time either. So I, I, I look at it as it was a way for me to like persevere through that. And I got into modeling after, um, a hardship in my life. And that's honestly the hardships have like motivated me the most to move on and do cool things. Right. Yeah. Kind of like shake off any of those nerves and just kind of Go for it. I find I find most of the models that I work with that there's like a certain level of adventurousness that has to exist there. Definitely. Um, I was a I was um I was a wild kid, at least in my before becoming an adult. Right. <laughs> I, Did you I, kinda like dial that back a little bit when you were jumping into school and all that? And then kinda had to like open it back up to get back into the modeling world and all that? A little bit, I would say, because I was pretty reserved in the sense that I felt like I lived a double life because I was a really try hard in school. Okay. And I was in a lot of extracurricular activities, um, cheer included. And I did that through college and being a student athlete, they're very on you about your academics as oh, well. 100%. Yeah. And so that kind of kept me away from the party scene for a while. And it wasn't until um, I got out of, I would say, an abusive relationship like back in 2019. And once I got out of that, I got into modeling because I wanted to feel good about myself again. I was a young, attractive 19-year-old nineteen, girl, 19 year old girl, and I decided to take that moment and be like, I'm hot. I've been treating right. myself like a nun for a year, and I deserve to have fun. And I just met up with a lot of my friends, and ironically, a lot of them dance and do OnlyFans, and um, it kind of just brings the party, and I don't see... I never saw the problem with OnlyFans because I've taken nudes since I've been an adult. <laughs> so now, like, one of the most common questions that comes up when anybody's talking about doing sex work or anything like that mm -hmm. is, like, I, I mean, it's it's never really a good argument as far as I'm concerned, but people are always talking about, it was like, oh, what about, like, do you feel like a loss of dignity or anything like that? Like, I personally mm -hmm. don't see that that would I, I mean, I can understand how that would be a, a concern Yeah. at first, especially jumping in there and thinking that it's going to be basically just like nonstop disrespect and, uh, I mean, objectification. Do yeah. you feel like that is accurate at all? Like, do you feel like that's kind of the majority of the industry? From my experience, it's been the opposite. Everyone okay. I have known in the industry, yes, we are flirty 
a part of our job is to entertain people online or in person. And um, we're very good at turning that persona on to be fun, bubbly. And we know that we are appealing to that mindset or target audience for that time. But everyone I've known that has worked with sex work or modeling or just um, likes to take pictures for fun with their friends, they have actually been quite reserved when it comes to relationships. They have the highest standards that I've seen so so far. And um, like how so? I would just say that they like demand respect. We talk to a lot of men on sure. a daily basis. And we see like and probably like the most uh yeah. <laughs> like the most intimate of ways too. Like you're yeah you're diving and, right into the right into third base. Oh god, I charge for Q and A's because they ask too many questions sometimes. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not you're not charging me a fee today, are you? No, of course <laughs> not. But because we're gonna we'll get into some of those some of those questions, I'm for sure. sure. Like so, like uh, like one of the things that I wanted to do when I was trying to get a podcast together, it's like, because I do know so many people who do OnlyFans mm-hmm. and have been in the sex work industry, uh, just, I mean, it was completely inadvertent when I got into photography because I started out doing concert photography. I had no idea that it was going to like lead to like the portrait stuff and, sure. and everything that I got into. And some of the stories that I've heard are just like, like, I mean, I shouldn't find them funny because we are shitting on a, another human being who was like reaching out and, probably not shooting their shot in the most respectful of ways or in the most like tactical of ways to where they would actually be able to get what they want. And so like, it does feel bad a little bit at some point because we are disrespecting somebody who maybe just doesn't have like the social skills to do something like that. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, you know what you're doing. Like, you know that you're, I mean, you know, you're shooting your shot with a potato gun and it's just (laughs) not going to fucking, it's not going to work out. Like, Aim, and so I was, like, I, I was like, I if I get if I get any of these girls to come back in and sit down, much like you are right now, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, we're gonna have to go through some of like like the top ten DM failures oh, or God, maybe even so successes bad. that you're just like, okay, I didn't think, I didn't think this was gonna work, but it totally paid off. But yeah, I like with all like the funny shit and like maybe even some of like the clever stuff that people slide into your DMs with. I'm sure that it's matched with or it's overflown overflown overflowed with also probably like the worst of humanity at the same time oh yeah there's there's some haters out there who are just angry that you don't give them attention and i i found that um social media became a little bit toxic for me in the sense that i don't use it so much so to communicate with my friends anymore more to just profit i post for profit and i don't respond to a lot of people's messages anymore like I can see that snapchat like, for example i don't really use like i have a few friends who communicate with me through social media but like you don't know any part of my personal life through social media yeah like, it's pretty much just advertising for my photography same and i i i know a lot of people use it as a creative outlet and i love doing creative photo shoots and mm-hmm. um coming up with those ideas with my friends who do online work but it's still advertising though. Like you're yeah. still it's still advertisement even when we're hanging products. out and taking pictures because we're advertising ourselves. Yeah. And that's why I got the shirt on today. This is from our first event. Right. <laughs> um, but uh honestly, 
I just think that it depends on how people go- approach you. Because some people are disrespectful and some people are, I feel like, try to be coy or just funny. And there's a difference. Do you feel like there's, uh, do you feel like the people who are coming to you in your DMs would have the same attitude on like just regular social media? Like specifically for OnlyFans? Basic page. Yeah. Or do you feel like there's like a sense, maybe the anger or the rage is like a little bit lifted because they feel some sort of entitlement after paying for yourself? I mean, I guess I don't know if you have a free account or if you're doing a charged one, but. Well, mine's kind of expensive. Okay. <laughs> Do you feel like there's a sense of entitlement that they're coming at you with? Is that kind of like the vibe that you get? At or? some extent. I've had um, subscribers complain about the person that I'm hooking up with. And I'm like, really, who are you to comment on the person that I'm being intimate with when right. I'm sharing that with you and you paid to see it? But. I guess yeah, that really wouldn't make sense if it was just like the stuff that you're posting on your feed regularly. But yeah. like if they're coming into your DMs making like specific requests, do you feel like that sense of entitlement is uplifted more or is more uh, apparent, maybe more aggressive, maybe more apparent because they're paying for it? Or do you feel like it's kind of the same energy if they were just sliding into your Instagram or Twitter DMs or something like that? I would say when it comes to Instagram and Twitter, for example, my Instagram used to be more PG-13. I'm trying to Mm -hmm. make it a little bit less um, intense with the boudoir. I'm switching most of my boudoir to my second account right now. Um, But I would say that they all sort of approach me the same. And there is an arrogance when people know that you work or do sex work or just photo shoots in general. Um, People have a lot of predispositions about that work and they think that it makes you someone that's easily attainable and that see i would think that it would so be the far-fetched. opposite effect because <laughs> well I, i've had people online actually like like you've seen some forum posts where they're actually mm-hmm. talking about how people who come into like their regular social media like instagram and twitter feel more entitled than the people who are actually coming to them on OnlyFans. And I, I think yeah. I think part of that is might be that they're just cheap or something or they found your social media and they think it was like, OK, this is what I can do. Um, I have seen people who try to get freebies a lot when it comes mm-hmm. to social media. And they're like, can I see what you have on your page before I subscribe? And I'm like, if I did that, you wouldn't subscribe because you just got a free photo of me. Right. So the allure kind of goes away. Yeah. At some point you have to have some sort of anonymity. And I, I do try to like tease on my page. So that way they don't have everything. If you you post everything, you wouldn't make any money. I'm very money oriented. So I'm, I try to squeeze money out of them for every little bit of content that you have. Sure. Do you feel like the, does like the the strict money grab around it ever make you feel kind of kind of queasy like to where like this is mm. like because that's obviously a big aspect of it is yeah. that like a part of sex work is you are selling yourself as the product mm-hmm. like you're not giving away your your self-respect or anything like that i don't mm-hmm. think you're giving away dignity or anything but does it ever kind of make you feel like this isn't something that you feel comfortable doing or is it? I get nervous when people who I know subscribe to me. That makes me okay. nervous. I have had that occur. People from my high school. Are they upfront just... about it or is, are you finding out like? Um, 
it depends. Some people have um, anonymous names on OnlyFans. I've seen that occur, but um, no one's been disrespectful in the sense they've they've purchased content. They weren't awkward or weird about it, but it's just something I look out for when you see someone you know because you never know what their intentions are sure. by subscribing to you. Well, and, and then fi- and then like, do you have you do you run into them in real life after the fact? I haven't run into a subscriber. I've had a few subscribers ask for meetups, which is something that I don't personally do. Um, oh, fuck no. I, I wouldn't <laughs> I be a subscriber in real life. I can't imagine life. feeling safe about that in the slightest. No, not at all. And like um, kind of the idea of it freaks me out a little bit other than um, – oh, yeah. Yeah, even just some of the people who like decided to subscribe to me. I remember I worked at a Freddy's – chain when i was in high school and one of the managers who was like everybody's 50, first job a 50 year old <laughs> like man and he was always nice to me wasn't weird to me in any sense but when he subscribed to me all like that made my stomach turn i was yeah. like i was a child when i worked for you why are you speaking to me why are you following my social media in the first place yeah that'd be rough but you never know some people have their thing and i can't really hate people for watching porn because it's online everywhere for free and i that's what one of the things that like me and the the girls that i do work with we have laughed at because we understand that Pornhub is free and we convince people to pay us a monthly subscription about how much i pay for netflix to like just look at pictures of us that we take together mm-hmm. and the I, whole idea of that is insane in itself that there's a platform to do that to me. I mean, it honestly, it isn't really that crazy coming from a male perspective is like, like, I mean, I don't, I don't partake quite as much as I used to. And I think, well, I think a part of that is because I started working with photography and stuff like that. Like the allure kind of went away. Yeah. Um, which was not what I expected to have happen. But when you're surrounded about it all, like when you're surrounded by it a lot, it kind of takes away sort of, the, I guess there's like a mystique around it. Mm-hmm. sort of and once you're kind of exposed to it on a regular basis it's not really that entertaining anymore and we but, definitely play up the entertainment value when we're doing that work sure. and so we but, know like, that you it's see how fake it is we know how fake it is yeah. and so we're just like haha they're like really paying for this stuff right. and i haven't i haven't shot porn so like that's not like that's not the perspective but you mm-hmm. you kind of get like enough of an introduction into the sex worker industry and you see how artificial it is it kind of yeah. takes it away but on the other hand of that i can see why the amateur stuff would be more appealing at that point because it does feel less produced true and so i can see only fans models taking the industry away from like these big professional industries and stuff like that because true. it does feel like it's more intimate or it does feel more personalized and you can Especially do the special requests get, yeah and stuff. that's the big part of it too is like this is somebody who is actually like if you had like the top porn star on the planet and you were reaching out to her on her Pornhub, I'm sorry. I said Riley Reed. She's my favorite. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't know who the, yeah, I've heard of Riley Reed. I don't know who the top would be considered right now. She's, she's a big name though. I've seen yeah. her on a bunch of shit. She's, she's on podcasts left and right now too. Yeah. But um, yeah, you're not going to be able to reach out to her on her Pornhub video and expect to see any reply to that or anything like that but for like, sure if they're reaching out to your only fans in a, in a comment section on something there's like a good chance you're gonna see that 
drop and, a good tip and send a request right, DM, yeah, you price, might get the video. For a price. <laughs> I don't think you're getting it for free. You said that you consider yourself expensive. Like what kind of like well, where do you I just, feel like you land as far as all that's going? I would say it's on the upper ranks. I know I don't know how expensive you can make your OnlyFans, like what the top price you could make it would be. Right. But I've seen a lot of people make their OnlyFans either free and do paid posts on mm -hmm. your OnlyFans or um I've noticed people will do like five or ten dollars. And I was like, fuck ten dollars. Fuck ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I made mine twenty. I was like, I'm doubling that. I didn't want it to be too expensive and make it twenty or twenty-five or thirty and then potentially not have very many subscribers. Do you feel like you would be pricing out people who are on the cheaper side if you went to the higher end though? And like the people who actually are willing to make that commitment would probably, like if they're willing to spend that much money, they're probably willing to spend more. I mean, as long as you have a loyal following mm -hmm. and you're posting frequently enough to keep them happy, there's a good dynamic that you get where they do consistently have their renew on and resubscribe each month. I've noticed that. Oh, yeah. I guess, yeah, retention would be a big thing. Yeah, it's about how long, um, well, I guess how much you post really does matter. I had months where I had either been really stressed or just a lot was going on in my life and I wasn't posting as much. And I had a period where I didn't post for like a good two months on my account. Mm -hmm. And I came back and I had 75 subscribers, like, initially when I first made it. I was, like, four months in. 75 times 20. That's a good amount of money. It's a good amount of money. Well, amount in of the money first year, I made, like, about 10 grand. And as someone who was, like, not even 20 yet, I was like, holy fuck. Right. Money. Yeah. And. Um, did that Did that taper off eventually, though? Like, when. Because I, I imagine well, that. It depends, depending on what you're posting. I don't have as many subscribers as I did when I first started. I think it's the same um, phenomenon. They call it when you're like a fresh stripper or they call it a baby stripper. You get a lot of money like when you're new to the industry. <laughs> I don't know if I like calling I know, baby it's so strippers. Bad. It's a little weird, but. It, that's what they call it though. But uh, <laughs> when you're new to the industry, you're going to make a lot of money. There's appeal to right. new people. And I do think that that, in a sense, does transfer over to OnlyFans. I had a lot of fresh subscribers. I posted on Twitter a couple times and they were like, this girl does hot pictures now. And the people I had initially on Twitter did kind of transfer over. And mm -hmm. if you hashtag OnlyFans on your pictures, people will follow. Of course, yeah. Of and course. Um, one of the at least on Twitter, I don't yeah. think Instagram or the secretive way on Instagram is just like the all my links or link tree at this right. point. Yeah. Um, I like that was that was kind of like the next uh, big question is like, do you feel that your presence on your non-paid social media platform, so Instagram and Twitter, ha became more important after? Uh, getting on OnlyFans or do you feel like there's mm -hmm. kind of like an even balance between it all? I feel like there's an even balance. I try to separate um, my personal and um, work social media a mm -hmm. little bit. I know that um, a lot 
of the times we get censored, and that's sort of been a reoccurring issue that I've seen in on, the past year. On Instagram year. and Twitter, or just Instagram? Because I know on Instagram is... and Snapchat mostly. I oh, Snapchat, I've yeah. had I so many content creator friends make new Snapchats to have a premium Snap, or because subscribers want to feel that interpersonal connection. Right. And yeah. I had a pre, I Snapchat. have a premium Snap where they can subscribe and pay 25 bucks and they can look at my snap stories and did snapchat allow nudity and all that stuff they allowed it for a while but they're getting a lot more strict i can't even you can't even have a story that has the word like drunk in it it will immediately delete your story now like there's just like weird censorship things that are happening behind the scenes that it's a lot of people's accounts are getting taken down especially on instagram like I have a snap, I, I have a Snapchat account. I can't remember the last time I opened it, and I think the only person who actually snaps me is my wife, and yeah. she's the, like she gets irritated about it. So I didn't even think a Snapchat is a factor. Oh but God, I Instagram. have like seventy Snapchats because I have subs on Snap. I don't snap anyone back. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> never, never. It's so rare. But um, I would think that in, like Instagram is where I have like the most experience as a photographer because that's. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it or hate it, Instagram is still kind of like the top platform for photography. For sure. And 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 I do land in like kind of like the hated category because it is it, it is ridiculous trying to keep up with all the changes that they make, especially because they're always on the backside. You don't really know. Well, they're trying um, to make it look like Snapchat now, too, which is confusing. The stories that keep getting changed and added on all social media is like insane. That was always Instagram's thing. It was like any time that there was another app that was doing something really well, they would try and incorporate it. And For so sure. like when Snap when Snapchat came out and they came out with stories, like Instagram was like, All right, we're gonna we're, we're gonna here. jump right on that. <laughs> live video was a super big thing, especially around like Twitch and YouTube live getting super big. And then Instagram was like, Okay, we're gonna do a live feature too. And then they had IGTV because vertical format video was getting big and IGTV like disappeared. Filters are starting to scare me because I don't recognize my face without them anymore. Filters are fucked. So fucked. That creeps me out. (laughs) I hate it. Some of the some of the TikTok one that moves with your face. It's not like the AI mesh anymore. They're making it to where it blends every pixel to match your face. Dude, and the people who are like, there's people who like are part of like the beauty industry who are like setting like kind of like that beauty standard and their faces are getting shifted. It's like, so like even they're not like, I can't see how that would be beneficial to anybody's mental health. It is. That's why I like kind of like stay away. I'll take the pictures for OnlyFans and like, I've started doing more street when we did shot together mm -hmm. and, um, kind of just like taking more, um, personal photos together with my friends. And, um, I've noticed, it's been better for my mental health to not care. I've been trying to use less filters. TikTok is the one I shamelessly have, and I've been trying to stay away from it. Well, so, like, I have a general rule that, so, like, anytime somebody reaches out to me wanting to do shoots, mm-hmm. like, and I, I don't have a very big barrier to entry. Like, I'm I'm pretty open about who I'll work with. Um, But, like, I do have some some strict guidelines and one of them is that if i see every single photo that you have has a filter on it i probably won't shoot with you for sure generally because like my editing skills and like my editing style is like i tend to try and be as natural as possible like i don't want to make anything look artificial like 
if this is what you look like, I want you to look like that in the photo and the end product. And so like if you're filtering your face all the time or if you filtered other photographers work, fuck forbid, like, I mean, like that's the biggest yeah. dick move you can do in my opinion. But um, yeah, that like that's something that'll turn me away immediately because it already kind of makes me feel like your standards are going to be at this point that I don't think I'll be able to vibe with coming from like a more natural perspective. I get that. And uh the but only they're, thing but they're I've getting ever done more is crop. And more prevalent. The only thing I've ever done is um, crop a little bit. I used to have an aesthetics thing where I would have white borders for everything. Right. Well, but especially on Instagram where yeah. you can't ever get it sized to fit the way you want it to for the photo. They were talking about doing like more, like having it fill more of the screen as it's as you're scrolling through your feed. I haven't seen that feature come through on my side yet. I'm, I'm hoping so. Like it would be really nice for me to not have crop anything. Or at least not as severely. Yeah. But we haven't quite gotten there. Um, like, so you are advertising your services on like this second ad, this second Instagram account. Mm -hmm. Like, how difficult is it kind of treading those Instagram waters, knowing that your profile probably isn't being recommended? Um, is like, I mean, I, I imagine that you're probably getting content stricken down by Instagram I, a lot. I haven't had my Instagram. I say I'm, I always joke that I'm not shadow banned yet. Like, yet. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> yet. that's all that's all I'm going to say, because I've I've watched it happen ever since August at the first slutcation event. Mm -hmm. I watched two of like the top content creators there get their Instagrams taken down immediately yeah. and and then have fake ha have it trying to yeah, use their material right after that too. all the time. And then it's it's a scary thing to have, like, especially with Snapchat. For me, I've had those memories since high school or prior to high school and all of those can be erased in just a mere yeah, second you gotta back everything up. i like i back everything up to a google drive just yeah. to be safe um i mean I, I can guarantee that if you went into your instagram account right now and checked your account status they would probably say that you're not being recommended i'm sure just from that like, which i consider a shadow ban yeah like i mean that essentially in and of itself is a shadow ban because if you're not being all recommended my tweets to new get followers, warnings now your tweets get warnings all of them i feel like i don't know if it's twitter being more aggressive with censorship with the like key term only fans because i do put my only fans link in my twitter sometimes i wonder if that would be more of like an anti-competitive thing rather than like straight up censorship because like i mean especially when elon musk took over like it seemed to be like a big thing that he didn't want they didn't censorship. want to do that but i've noticed every time i put my only fans link on twitter it says that i have a warning on this tweet and i can appeal the warning but i always am worried to do that because it might flag my account does it do the same thing if you're posting explicit content without the link? Um, well, it depends on what you're posting, but I haven't sure. put explicit nudity. I've had like near nudity well, that, on yeah, there. You got to tease, but mm -hmm. but I I've just noticed all of my tweets have been getting appeal warnings, and I'm, I've been wondering why that is. Yeah, no, I I'm I'm considering the swap over to Twitter to be like more of a frequent post thing. Uh, they don't do a crop. I mean, they do a crop when it's in the feed, but you can actually tap into it and you'll see it in its yeah. form. Um, I don't have to worry quite as much about censorship at that point, but a lot of the people that I work with don't have Twitter or a lot of people who follow me on Instagram or Facebook, like they don't want to swap over to a completely different platform in order to follow me there. I get so, that. So like, I, I like my the idea. Ghost. No one on my Facebook would know. 
<laughs> no, and Facebook Facebook's the worst one in my opinion yeah. as far as getting outreach because I mean if they're not following you or somebody that you know, there's a huge unlikelihood that they're ever going to see it. I've not seen a lot of people promote sex work on Facebook. It's very rare, and when you when you do see it, it's like well, minefield. But Twitter, I have seen a lot of promotional work, um, or at least just boudoir photo shoots get posted there more because there is a lot less censorship on Twitter than there is for Instagram. Seems to be. I mean, at the same time, like they're probably still doing the same thing that Instagram's doing. Those that like mm-hmm. they're not recommending your content to new follower to new people, which is a pretty big hindrance as far as I'm concerned. Which is why you're yeah. seeing all of these uh, post these photos to me, and I'll retweet all of them accounts and and, and they the spam accounts on your Twitter. I get those messages yeah. a lot on Instagram and Twitter. Oh God, the bots. And and the worst thing is that you can you can tell when people have fallen for that and they've bought followers or they've bought likes. It's like because you can go into their fo- like you can go into their posts and you can see that they've got like barely any likes on their posts, but they get like ten thousand followers or something like yeah. that. If you go through the followers, you can see it's just like a bunch of bot names and shit oh, like God. that. Like it's not it's not sleek. Like it's very obvious what you're doing. Yeah. Like, and how many people are trying to? do wild things to go viral at this time is it kind of a scary time yeah. i feel like it's i i see posts every way. day about she did this where and her only fans account is free the instagram ads have been so bad lately oh um, my they ads put are probably the, like the, a lot different but <laughs> i feel like mine's all like dirty minds ads and it's all girls that just yeah, that's and then the comments they're so mean. <laughs> my ads, my ads on Instagram are always like, like I do a lot of cooking, so I get a lot of like cooking stuff. I do a lot mm. of gun work, and so I see like a bunch of like gun material and stuff like that, which is also weird because they generally don't like gun content on Instagram. But yeah, um, did you like how long have you been doing OnlyFans? Like, have you Since been on it for a while? July of last year, so it'll be my second okay. year. Because uh, I think like the Bella Thorne thing was before that. Mm-hmm. Like when Bella Thorne went viral, how do, you, how, how do you feel about like big mainstream celebrities? Uh, I mean, maybe not fans? mainstream celebrities, but like like full on celebrities hopping on OnlyFans and then getting news stories about making like millions of dollars in a day or something like that. I mean, it honestly, they don't need the money as much as some of the other right, creators keep that, keep on. That mic sorry, they Dude, don't. Go ahead and, like lean back, pull that mic up too. Uh, like, I don't think people. that they need the money so much as other content creators oh, but i cannot not. knock them for wanting to be a part of that platform and embrace their sexuality and their bodies as well sure um i kind of think it's funny when celebrities decide to hop on only fans um i remember it's like fuck this is way easier than how many people <laughs> flipped out when bad baby the catch me outside girl mm. got on mm-hmm. only fans I, th- I always thought she was a little bit funny and entertaining. Isn't she like 15? <laughs> no, she's old. And she's 18. Old enough to be on OnlyFans. Mm, that's weird. <laughs> but, um, man, I remember. That almost feels like grooming to a certain point. At some extent, because some people are just waiting for those young celebrities to become of age. And I do think that that's creepy. 
I can't blame Bad Baby for yeah, taking that route because how many routes was her career gonna when go? When they're jumping on him like immediately after turning eighteen, it's like okay, so you were crushing on him before. You're probably yeah. jerking off to their shit before that, and that's fucked. Oh, that is creepy. Oh, but like I can't imagine like a pervert who's like super into somebody like who's super into somebody who's like just turned 18 at, who's at that like level of celebrity who did not have those aspirations beforehand but just like kept it to themselves i yeah no i know what you mean like that that feels like grooming to me that feels like that fucking feels like grooming to me which is why like so i've shot i've done some photography with a couple minors before like mm-hmm. i i probably won't shoot with them any further mm-hmm. which which feels bad to say like and they'll probably listen to this and they'll feel bad and they'll be like okay I won't get to shoot with Seth again but like I would shoot with them again if it was in like the same genre as mm-hmm. what we had done before which is all age appropriate stuff I mean it was like I had a couple street jedi it was really cool for uh, sure it was just like a sci-fi thing but if they like if they ever decided that they wanted to like I'll I'll publicly um advertise the ideas that I have occasionally when something pops in my head because I want to give enough people an opportunity to jump in on something new or mm-hmm. like some of my more weirder art ideas instead of like the standard portrait work that I'll do occasionally mm-hmm. just to kind of like keep my photography chops up. And uh, every now and then there is a nude or implied nude idea in there. And I cannot stomach the idea of any of the people who I had shot with as minors being old enough to do something like that and then reaching out and saying, hey, can I do that? Yeah. I'd be like, no, I don't really, I really don't yeah, like, think I want you to do that. Yeah, well, that that and that's just the mindset of protecting minors and people at a young age. Yeah, and it's good like, to have that protective mindset sure, as well. But I feel like, do you feel like OnlyFans might be helping behavior like that proliferate? I can say that. Like, can you? Because you can. Like, can you imagine being like a sixteen or seventeen year old girl who has been posting to Instagram on a regular basis, or uh, just and all maybe not a maybe not appropriate content. I guess it kind of depends on like your particular level of morality. But for a sixteen year old, I can't think of a whole lot that an OnlyFans model now uh, would be doing in any relation to that. Mm-hmm. And then, like building up their content, building up their following until they turn 18 and then like a a short while after that opening up the floodgates and starting an OnlyFans account. Like Well, I I know feel like it's something they should be that they should be allowed to aspire to do at that age, or do you feel like 18 is even still kind of like too young for that threshold? I feel like at 18, if someone comes up with the idea to do it themselves, that is their right. I will say But if they had the idea before they were 18 before they like, were 18 like, and they were like they were seeing this is why i have an issue with celebrities doing mm-hmm. it is because they have like these big celebrities jumping on only fans and they're and you're seeing story after story talking about how many millions of dollars they made in like a day yeah and then you've got the girls who were aspiring to be like those people and then seeing that they're doing it too and be like oh shit okay well as soon as i have the ability to do i'm gonna do that same thing do you feel like that's kind of like weird territory i feel like that is weird territory because there are a lot of things that cause women to get groomed into sexual behavior at all aspects and ages with and without their consent yeah which is fucked and i that's such a big topic to go into yeah (laughs) yeah we're gonna get heavy like Uh, I, i mean it's so i have to play the devil's advocate every now and then mm -hmm. even around my own opinions and like while i do support 
I think I think pro, I think that OnlyFans, if it is made by the creator that the account is surrounded by, is probably the most ethical level of pornography that you could consume. Yes, because I agree. you are because you are directly supporting that. Per, I mean, I imagine OnlyFans probably takes a decent cut, but um, <laughs> is it is it? It's not more terrible than a cut? <laughs> as as like a, a broke college student who doesn't dance. I think that thirty percent is a lot. Thirty percent. Yeah. Okay. That's that's higher than I thought it was. I yeah. Thought, like, because I thought when it first started out, I remember, um, because I, I remember starting one for my photography. I was like, maybe like this would be the this would be the area where I could post things uncensored, and not have to worry about it. Yeah. And it was like I thought it was like ten to fifteen percent or something like that. I it's a decent amount. I would say it's about twenty five to thirty percent. Okay. That I was, mean, that was not, a while ago. That was a few years ago. But I am not a tax expert. But my first year, I made like ten grand about, and I had to pay almost two thousand dollars in taxes, enough to where I had to get a payment plan. Well, you're you're probably <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm fucking ask my wife. She's a fucking accountant. She'd probably yeah, know. I know. I need to talk to your wife. <laughs> she, she doesn't do. She doesn't do tax. Like she doesn't do that level of accounting anymore, so I don't know if she's like super well, like because the tax laws change every year. So I'm sure. But it's a it's a 1099, so you're your own boss, so you have to pay taxes each year. Independent contractor, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's just something I have to prepare for. Like I I've been saving this year. I have about a thousand dollars saved up just for taxes. Prepared for taxes. Well, but yeah. So like I feel like it is like if you're supporting that creator directly i feel like that's probably the most ethical way to consume pornography i would say so and it's the it's the most protected pornhub does not protect you uh, and like that's something i've noticed is like everything can no no i have friends who um have and i have friends who did reddit stuff and reddit sold was, stuff on reddit reddit was always the way that i found stuff yeah like, and back in the day. I remember my first location taking a video of my friend peeing outside. She's like, I'm going to sell this on Reddit. Okay. Well, I, probably, I wouldn't have bought that. But. <laughs> I know. I, I, just stuff in, I, I never could fathom stuff. seeing I can't that into, I've like, seen since of being in this world. Yeah. And it's just crazy to me. You know that they make fake cum? I didn't know that, that was a thing. I'm not surprised. The... Uh, is that up there with like the weirdest stuff that you've witnessed while doing all this stuff or not the weirdest, just you don't have to go there. I'm sure that there's probably oh, some stuff that you don't want to expose out there. But like this is the juicy stuff that I'm sure some anybody watching this was like, oh, I hope <laughs> they get to like this crazy shit. Like they oh, want to know God. the weird stuff. I've seen some weird stuff, but I would say it's all been super, super consensual. And oh, everyone God, so, plans yeah. these sets out and pick costumes i didn't realize how much planning goes into this work but there's a lot of planning and outfit coordination and picking out what toys and scenes and what you're willing to do and that's kind of the things where you have to be progressive and assertive to be like hey i'm comfortable with doing that with you and it's one of those things where you have to network yourself as well in those moments what's the kind of what's sort of like the craziest thing that you were still willing to do mm. that you're also comfortable talking about. I was a part of a nine girl orgy once. Okay. That didn't seem that weird though. Like yeah. that seems pretty, it's not, it's not that Cause, crazy. Uh, Cause I know you're part of summer location. Mm-hmm. I know you're part of that group. And so that sounds like, 
Pretty tame. Okay. <laughs> Pretty tame for like what people would expect for OnlyFans, but I mean, I've seen some of the stuff that's advertised in the story for the account. And yeah, it seems like guys are mostly just like partying. Yeah, we it's kind of just like a group of girlfriends who trust each other. We know that we're all safe sexually and like. And I've sat with a few of the other yeah. girls too. Like they're like, yeah, and I've, I've always I had a good time. I think it's too. a great time because. We're all super fun, but we're all money motivated and money oriented. And so we can just get together. And sometimes it gets a little messy because, like, we bring the drinks. They bring the drinks to the party. But we, sure. like, um, we always get good content out of each event that we hold. And so I, I think it's a good thing. And we meet up every once in a while. And. And now there's a whole network of women that I can meet up with at any time and shoot content with. And so I, I think it's a great opportunity and a great way to network for this type of work. Because honestly, before meeting some of those girls, I, I wouldn't have known how to network myself out here, especially in Omaha. I'm sure. not from here. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I would say Omaha is probably kind of a weird place to think about marketing this level of content and like for sure i mean it's i mean i think omaha is a great art hub i think it's a great music hub mm -hmm. in the midwest uh, i don't think it gets the credit that it deserves for stuff like that but at the same time like it doesn't really sound like the place where it would doesn't skyrocket like, like it wouldn't like miami florida no, or no. it's California. not a big it's not a big party city yeah which i think was probably part of the like appeal yeah because uh, it's like a safe Midwest version because yeah. we we have, some of us have day jobs we do other stuff. Yeah. You've got small pockets of like the party city life, mm -hmm. and it's and it like kind of like evolves with I'm like a fake partier. Fake partier, <laughs> not a real one. I'm... I haven't partied in a long time, man. I haven't I haven't had any alcohol in like seven years. It has been it's been. A I'll long have time. like one, and then I and then I'm done. And I usually leave before midnight. I'm so kind of I'm boring. Oh, uh, you're an old woman now. <laughs> <laughs> just turned 21 there you go turning old just turned 21 and you're already you're already out the well, back you're already out the door i'll be 22 in june i got a little bit but so like what what would you say is probably the the craziest thing you've been requested to do whether you actually whether you decided to do it or not mm, i've had so many people just ask me to do butt stuff and i am not a butt stuff person Okay. It's just not a part of my forte. I have friends who are into it. The most I've explored into that world is a butt plug. I don't really want to do that. And I'll like, I don't know why they just continuously ask. This is the same, this is like, but they, they really they want no for an answer. Yeah, they really want me to do anal, and I'm just not going to. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. I had a subscriber complain at the amount of cum that was on my face. I, yeah, no, apparently it wasn't enough. <laughs> okay. I need to go fucking buy fake cum, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you get to be choosy at that point. I know. Time. Beggars can't be choosers, but they really try to be sometimes. I've had subscribers just, I wouldn't say complain, but I've had people on social media just try to complain about my appearance as if it was going to change it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't. I don't know, like the the mentality, the male mentality when they're reaching out to somebody on on social media seems pretty weird to me. It's like, it makes I've, me laugh sometimes. I've had some messages come to my 
DMs mm -hmm. because they think that I'm like the girl in the photo that I've posted or something like that. Yeah. It doesn't happen as often as it used to because normally if they jump into my profile, like I also try to be a little bit more apparent that it's not me uh, in like my captions and, and shit like that. It was like, like, I mean, I don't think I was, I don't think I was being secretive that it wasn't me, yeah. <laughs> that it wasn't a, the woman there, but I've had, I've had a few DMs uh, where they're reaching out to me asking for, uh, asking for like more content. It's like, hey, do you have an OnlyFans? Like, it's like, well, I'm not, this is not who I am. It's like, I'm, I'm not this model, but she does have an OnlyFans. Like, here you go. I was like, here's your profile. Go and go do what crazy. you want to do. <laughs> but at the same time, like some of the stuff that I've seen them come through with, uh, just like the way that they try and open up the conversation. It's just like, okay, bold move. Oh. I don't know if that would work. <laughs> it's like, Speaking I'm not the moves. model, give it a go, but. I had a Okay, I was waiting DM for you yesterday. to open up the phone. I was waiting for it. <laughs> so here we go. I had one quite literally yesterday where I had to, I had to send it to my partner because it made both of us laugh. <laughs> Switch accounts real fast. That's got to be like the best part of having a relationship with somebody who supports you doing it. It's I know, we can just roast people together and then take their money. I, I think that's hilarious. I'm like, they'll they'll pay for our date for a picture that you're going to take right now. <laughs> um, I had a wannabe subscriber message me and say, I want to make some content together, which is something that Bold move. happens so often in social media. I feel like Instagram and Twitter the most. I immediate My immediate instinct is that they don't actually make content. They don't They've do never made content shit. in their life. They're just like... I'm cocky and I'm going to message someone who like, does I'm content. Willing to have, I'm willing to have you film me while I fuck you, basically, yeah. is what they're saying at that point. His following message, and this man sent me this at 7.01 this morning. Like, okay, this is right. seven in the right morning. Out of, right out of bed. Right Let's out of it. bed, the first thing he's trying to do is message me this. And he <laughs> said, I'm eight tiger. inches and four fingers across, by the way. That's how you start your conversation. <laughs> Fucking whatever, too. Like, right. I'm sure, bro. Yeah. If you're a mo if you were a monster like that, you probably aren't struggling. <laughs> Why the fuck are you messaging me on Instagram? Like, Not even my main make, account. It's like make content. You might actually, you <laughs> might actually get somewhere. <laughs> Go make an OnlyFans. <laughs> right. Men cut. Men struggle with it though. I say I would say straight men because they have to get over the fact that they'll have a gay audience and they have to take pictures of their butt. Would you subscribe to a male OnlyFans model? Like is that something? If that I had extra do? money, yes, I would. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if I if I had more money, yes. If you weren't part of like the OnlyFans community, like if you weren't a content creator, would you be somebody who partook in something like that? Mm, it depends, cause uh, who who was it that just made an OnlyFans that was like a famous dude? Like Tyga has an OnlyFans. There's a bunch of like I don't know who that is. That's a rapper, but there's <laughs> okay. there's yeah, a sorry. lot of um, the male creators on OnlyFans that I feel like, yeah, I would subscribe to. I'm not a hater. Like, if they had good content, it would have to be so worth watching be for standard, me. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I don't see the appeal that people really want to, like, watch us all the time. We think that that part in itself is hilarious. I'll make slow-mo videos of me just jumping around. And I'm like, this, if I watch it, I'm like, this is fucking dumb. <laughs> You're I'm watching, I'm like, content. I'm bored by my content sometimes. <laughs> and I'll throw like a little flirty song on it and put it on Instagram for a reel. And people love that. They eat, eat it, it alive. And I'm like, what is, what the fuck? You know, I, can't, <laughs> I, I wouldn't knock it. Like, that's a, like, that's, 
there's there's a part of me that's just kind of like i mean if you're gonna simp after somebody that hard to where you're gonna mm -hmm. like buy every piece of content that you put out there i'm just like okay then you might like i feel like you might need to get a light or you get a date dude like get out of the get out of the internet for a little while but whole at idea the same of time, sugar daddy like, type men but at the same time like i'm i'm really big on like personal freedom personal liberty is like if that's how you want to spend your money fucking go right for it like, <laughs> Shit. like i can't knock i can't knock it <laughs> can't knock that you like, like it but damn i'm i'm not money oriented mm -hmm. like I've, i don't have that mindset like i'm like i've been working the same job for like 10 years and like i've probably had opportunities to make more money doing other stuff but at the same time i'm just kind of like well, this is like i'm, in, I'm doing to like stability um, well maybe i guess my my idea behind content is not longevity oriented i just know right now i'm young and attractive and i can profit off of it that was actually another interesting point is like how like do you feel like there is a time frame for where you're this isn't going to be optimal for you anymore like do you have kind of like a, a time frame that you have in mind for when you're going to stop i don't want to say anything that will get me in trouble like PC wise, I'm just I'm just thinking like, <laughs> is it really I, that controversial? Or not really. I just don't think when I have children that I want to be still making content. I mean, I'd say that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I I think in my early twenties is great. Like early to mid twenties, even I just don't want to be doing it forever. I think that this is. Well, and you're also uh, yeah. going to school for other, for stuff. other stuff. So, I so mean, this, like, is this obviously wasn't a long-term career plan. Yeah, I got into modeling for fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of always just been a, like a weekend thing for me. And I, I love the community so much and they've been so kind to me. But I just know that it's not going to be something that I think is attainable forever. At some point, we age. I, I don't right. want to get plastic surgery. I don't want to do the whole bbl thing was there some was there something in the community that was making you feel like you probably shouldn't talk about that because you were, well, you were no. sort of apprehensive just because like, like I, think... I know that there are content creators that are moms and i don't want to like knock that because i don't i don't hate the player Fair. like but like i just don't think that i want to set that example for my kids like what you said if i had a little girl and she saw me still being a content creator i wouldn't want her to aspire to be like that sure I, I think it's something that do you is think it's cool. like you wouldn't want her to aspire to do that because of what she because you know what it entails or do you feel like you don't want her to like have to do that I don't want her to have to do that right I I'm which doing, I think is also fair like you yeah want, you want them to I want them to be able to have other goals and not have to feel like they have to show themselves to get to that goal mm -hmm. and. And like it's a it's a big thing because like I feel like when I entered the photography world, I was going into it to achieve kind of my divine femininity and like sure. allowing myself to feel attractive again. And I feel like I use that as a healing experience from the trauma that I went through. But I feel like if you are just a young person and you're looking up to someone who does OnlyFans and you don't understand the weight behind why someone gets into that field in the first place, it's not really something that you should, like, attain, like, want to achieve, you know? I think that's probably a level of self-awareness that people who are super against the sex work industry aren't really aware exists. Mm -hmm. Like, they, like, the perception seems to be 
that you're all just a bunch of sluts running around it's selling so yourselves awesome. for money and pouring <laughs> yeah. yourselves out and stuff like that, which is obviously not the case. Like, yeah. I don't think that's ever been the case. But it, that seem, that does seem to be the perception that exists around mm -hmm. the industry. Do you like have you kind of had to have you had to contend with that in like your personal life or maybe even online? Well, in relationships, I have, of course. Um, sure. Some. I, yeah, I can only some, imagine men cannot get over the idea or the fact that you have made content with someone else before. There's a lot of people that just can't get over that. It's trying kind of, to it's kind of proof that start. you have exes. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's instead of just thinking about the exes, you could see it online if you really wanted to. And, and that bothers some people. And it mm -hmm. does take a man that has that confidence in themselves to be able to like handle someone who does that work. And like, I saw something the other day on Twitter, and it was I think it was about Riley Reed and her husband because her uh, previous ex-boyfriend wouldn't kiss her after a long day of work. And that that was a touchy subject on I mean, Twitter. Knowing, knowing what she does for work, I'd be like, <laughs> I'm a germaphobe. So, I'm a germaphobe, so, too. Like, I don't even I don't touch know. feet. Be like, yeah, like... I won't touch feet, but um, <laughs> I, I guess I'm like a prudent, a prudent OnlyFans worker. As some people would say, I don't do okay. everything. I just do some stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny. I can, I can, like a germaphobe porn star would be like kind of hilarious to me. <laughs> like, like just well, the concept of it. Some of the stuff we do, like we had um for winter slutcation, we had a Grinch costume that had a penis yeah, on I it. I saw the I saw the stories on Instagram <laughs> for that, and it was so that was a terrifying costume. I like, that was nightmare fuel. I was a little tipsy and I put my mouth on it without the condom on. I got yelled at because we were practicing safe sex that night. And like we try to be very cleanly around each other. Yeah, and we buy course. new toys and we use like toy cleaner and condoms and well I imagine the whole even nine. like even like STDs aside, there'd probably just be like certain levels of discomfort that could result in like not being super hygienic. Mm -hmm. And like even though it would be like manageable and you could take care of it, it would probably be I don't know. Like you could, they could like gum up the works for a while to where you wouldn't be able to create content for. For a bit. sure, yeah. It's like you're getting way your revenue stream. Yeah, we like to practice being safe, but that's honestly why I respect this group so much. Is like it's probably it's another thing group. that haters against like the industry probably aren't aware of is that like you're conscientious about stuff like that. Yeah, a lot of content creators are very um, conscious about their bodies and looking right and feeling right all the time and um working out taking very good care of our bodies i every stripper i know is strong as shit i can't lift myself up that's why i don't do dude, it dude i couldn't fucking do that like that <laughs> i like, can't no i can't way. be a ballerina i'm not good at it <laughs> I've, I've i've remarkable balance but i don't think that uh yeah some of the stuff that I see like Echo and Maya do on pole it was like because those are the two that come to my head right away it was like also Alice Grimm it was like mm -hmm. seeing some of the pole work that they'll post on stories I'm just like it looks like it fucking hurts <laughs> they, <laughs> I can't imagine doing it at all they are my mommies and they have taught me everything I've known right. when it comes to spinning on the on they're, the super, <laughs> they're super fun every time every time I've shot with them it's been a good time yeah um but yeah, like just some of the moves that you guys are required to do just to just to entertain looks painful to me. She <laughs> like has have, like, watched concerns. me fall on my head eight hundred times trying to learn how to go upside down. <laughs> at I wouldn't her be house. able to do it. I wouldn't be able to do it. I can't trust myself to hold myself up to not get some That's sort of like crazy neck injury. That's the biggest thing for me. Injury. 
I, I did cheer and I was strong and I threw people. So I like shouldn't have a problem holding myself up. But ever since my life trauma, I'm just a sweaty person. And <laughs> I slide down that thing. I can't hold myself up no more. <laughs> it's funny to me. I, I couldn't dance. I have. That's like another thing for me that I. That's why I do online work instead of stripping. I can twerk, but I can't. I couldn't fake that. That's a long period of time to have to fake it too. Yeah, I've seen like I've seen the schedules that they post up. They're up there for hours. They're there from like hours faking eight that shit. to four in the morning. Fucking fuck! I could not. I could not I do could that. Not put on like the. I mean, like I've I've been in retail. I've been in food service for a long time. It's like I, I don't do it anymore. But I was in customer service for like the majority of my working career. And mm-hmm. so I have like that customer service persona that I can turn on for a while, but I want to turn it off five minutes after I've turned it on. Like you fucking hate having that, having to like force that attitude. Oh God. The I customer's always right attitude. My and, Freddy's and cheer voice that I had. I I had a persona once. <laughs> uh, I, dude, like so I, I worked at Wendy's for a while. As soon as the beep thing went off, I was like, hi, may I take your, like the, the, the customer service perspective voice. completely shifts. You're a different person. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I cannot think of a customer. I could not have a customer is always right uh, mentality as a stripper, though. Like that's that's fucking danger territory there. But See, so you're having it yeah. like that's a completely different bag of worms. They deal with disrespect in person. And I would not I, I fucking handle that. Yeah. Well, I would you're literally get in trouble. In I would get fired as a stripper. Well, would you get fired? Probably. I mean, or would the person who is disrespecting you just get bounced? I don't. It depends on how nice the club is, I guess. And dep- or how I much don't... money the person spends. True. Like, Both. I don't but... know. I don't know enough about it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be talking to Alice. Uh, I'm doing, I'm doing one of these with her too. Oh, sick! I'm super excited to get that one done. Um, and so I, I guess she'll be able to give me a little bit more insight on shit like that. But in the dancer's perspective, yeah, yeah, I. Uh, I had an in, I had a interest around like the business aspect of OnlyFans and mm-hmm. the sex worker industry for the most part because like I've always been ever like I started out as a musician. Mm-hmm. It's like I've been a musician for way longer than I've been a photographer and seeing kind of like the industry evolve and the way that things changed was like super interesting to me about how to strategize growth mm-hmm. around stuff like that. And I feel like a lot of the strategies would probably also apply to like the sex worker industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like, I have no idea how it would, uh, how to Manifest execute it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, cause I'm not, I'm not, first of all, I'm not somebody people would pay to see. People like, would pay. I, I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, no, I've seen what I look like without clothes on. And I'm telling you now that I wouldn't, I can't imagine anybody wanting to pay for that shit. But, um, the, uh, I feel like the social media strategy is probably extremely similar mm-hmm. because, as a musician, you're it's gotten away from the way it used to be way back in the day to where like you had to you had to hope that you got in with a radio station or a record company and mm-hmm. you were able to get your stuff out there. And then the record company would basically carry you to fame if you were marketable enough. Uh, but your product was more. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't working in the industry at that point in time. So some of this is assumptions. Some of this is research. But like you're not the product quite as much uh then as you are now mm-hmm. it's like as a musician you are the product now like to be a successful musician you have to be 
posting along the trends. You have to be going to the platforms where people are flooding to, which is why TikTok is so important to musicians right now. Super important to musicians. Very much. And you have to be constantly selling yourself, your persona as like the main product and pulling people in with that. And the sad thing about that to me is that the music has become secondary to that. And which is why I don't, I'm not big on social media pushing musician stuff. It, it took away the appeal to, to me like completely. And it's the, it's honestly, it's the exact same industry when it comes to photography. Um, now it was like just having, just being able to take good photos is not good enough. Now you have to post reels. Now you have to post video. Now you have to be constantly posting photos. And I don't do a lot of like traditional photography stuff. Like I don't shoot weddings. Mm-hmm. I don't shoot family sessions. I've done it. Like it's, it's very rare and I probably have to know you before I'm willing to do it. I don't do like maternity. I don't like, even like I've done it. But again, it's kind of like the same thing. Like I'm not chasing money in that form. No, I get that. And so I'm completely, I'm completely outside of the mentality that is required to exist. Um, and where I'm going with this is, do you feel like you can have just your sex worker persona on as, as like the forefront of your social media presence alone, or do you feel like it has to cross over into more of your actual personality? I feel like you have to incorporate a little bit of both because I, you don't, you don't think that you could survive on like on a sex worker platform with just your sex worker persona being at the forefront. No, because they have those, if, I mean, I guess it depends on how your followers consume, because at some point, if you turn it into just like if someone has a management for their OnlyFans, I've seen like different people on Twitter try to like have that management company. Like, it's grubby seems, to me, too. It's like, like a record, pimp. That seems it's like the record weak. industry. That yeah, seems like, like record labels coming in and being like, hey, need you need a record us. label now with especially with social media. If yeah, you could just no. be it a musician online it's like modeling agencies too it's the exact same way like, like if you can get popular on social media you don't need a record label you don't need a modeling agency you don't need a management group i tell people that all the fucking time but yeah like i still have bands i still have bands that tell me that they're reaching out to labels i'm just like fucking why like why why bother but it's all still, about virility these like, days and that's that's why i was like all those only fans fake ads that i see on twitter and instagram now i'm just like their OnlyFans is free, and it's like the same five people over and over again with different types of ads. And I'm like, how do they even end up on those platforms? They have to pay a lot of money for those advertisements, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah. Inst- like I would pay for Instagram ads for a while, uh, just to just to like boost posts. And it's it, honestly, it's not worth the price unless you're spending a lot of money. Yeah. Like there's not really an entry level to paying for sponsored ads. On Instagram, it has to be pretty. Like, I mean, you're having to put in thousands of dollars. Like, you can't do it for like tens or hundreds of dollars and expect to get any real growth out of that. Like, you, you have to really invest a substantial amount of money into that. I like how I advertise. I advertise a little bit ghetto. I just made some shirts and shorts and I walked around. Oh yeah, <laughs> I actually <laughs> have like done that. Viral marketing. There you go. <laughs> viral market. I w- I walked around in Vegas with these um 
Vegas like, would be a good spot. OnlyFans shorts. Vegas would be a good spot. See if people scanned my butt when I walked around. Probably got some. Oh, did you do a QR code on your ass? Uh-huh. That's a great way to do it. Yeah. That's perfect. Honestly, that and like hoodies. I have like two hoodies made. A walking around advertisement works. I, I wore it around college campus That's before. That's a good way to do it. But... I had a business card that had a QR code on it for a while. Hell yeah. It was like, it, it, it would probably still work. It links to the same website, but yeah. um, I don't know. I need to make well more. My, my QR code came off those shorts. It's not scannable no more. Oh, well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, you got to make more. Yeah, it's I'll make if more. If it worked. It did work for a while. Were you able to like day. observe the growth? Like right after your Vegas trip, did you see, were you able to like see the incline? I got like at least 20 subs when I was in Vegas, nice. which is like a good increase that's a good, that's a when good you're hustle. just walking Especially around. Especially at 20 bucks a pop. Like yeah. that's, that's a good run. You never know how you're going to meet people in this industry. And honestly, every experience I've had has been a blast so far. You You were talking about retention earlier about like keeping subs like sticking around do you have like a strategy around that that i would say is it always kind of changing posting weekly or bi-weekly is essential to keeping your subscribing um i've noticed if you don't post for more than two weeks at a time your following list immediately starts to drop and then if you look at your renew on which is how many people choose to resubscribe to you they can have it automatically on or you could turn it off after a month if you want to, like, have it for two months or whatever they decide to do. Sure. Um, but I've noticed I have a lot more Renew on the more frequently I post, which is why Slickation has been a great thing. We meet up, like, every week or every two weeks, and we do group shots, and mm-hmm. we do individualized shots, and we make a couple sets. And they're always different, and these these girls are so creative. I'm not a creative person, so I'm so blessed right. that they make these beautiful sets for us to work with. And I and that's not like a management group or anything like that. That's just a collective of no. It's a collective with, of right? girls, yeah. and they okay, um, um, make clothing as well. I know Kemi and um, Ariane Arian. They um, have that clothing company, Cherry Lips Exotics. And they sell exotic wear to dancers a lot. Okay. I think I've seen that post. I think that you've posted it on your story a couple mm-hmm. times. They make really cute clothing, honestly. And um, is it clothing or is it like, <laughs> or is it like as close to not clothing? Silicone, as you can get, basically, clothing. like just like <laughs> very small, cute, and stretchy. Sure. <laughs> but I I like it. Kimmy and Echo are kind of. I would say the co-founders of Slutcation. And, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought yeah, I thought you were going to say Cherry Slip. Um, well, Kemi and Arian work with Cherry um, Slut Exotics, but... I knew that Slutcation was, like, locally made. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, it's, it's the locally girl. Made. Locally <laughs> made girls. So support your small local <laughs> business. Um, no, I knew that they were... That it was, like, their thing they'd told me about it on the on like the pool party shoot that we did yeah um, i i love it because we all kind of network each other's people we um share like the clothing we all buy from cherry's lips um we all work with like the same photographers if we see them work with a new one we're like oh i'm gonna it, follow did i say it right is it cherry slip or is it cherry lip it's it's like cherry slip cherry exotics slip. okay yeah um I'll I'll send you the Instagram later. Okay. <laughs> but, I probably won't follow it. I'm not exactly in the market for that no, kind of clothing. But, but, no offense if if they watch, but oh, you're like, fine. Um, my Instagram feed is like, the stuff you said. The guns. This, and, 
the stuff that I've gotten there already, like any FBI people who are watching my account probably confuse as shit. I feel like whoever makes my ads just doesn't know me anymore. Sometimes, yeah. I get a few, I got a hazmat, uh, like I got a like personal protective equipment ad today. <laughs> I had no fucking idea where that came from. <laughs> like, I, I wasn't, I wasn't They're looking for anything. They're just trying to sell me, to like, dog toys and women. Do you have a dog? I have a dog, but That's he doesn't even done. like to play. And I don't talk about him that much, so I don't know who's you, listening you, you, to well, me. You got robots everywhere. You got robots in the pocket <laughs> listening to you and all that shit. Dude, that's the craziest thing about like the advertising world now is like knowing that there are devices that are specifically out there listening to what you're saying. To and then suggesting us. ads based off of that or taking absolutely every single piece of online activity that you do and showing you ads based on that. Algorithms freak me out. Whenever I like feel depressed, yeah. I feel like my Instagram feed is sad as fuck. And I'm really? like, that's like made me avoid Instagram sometimes. That's pretty, yeah. That's the reels that are either so happy that I'm crying or sad that I'm crying. Right. And I'm like, I'm a cancer. I don't need that shit in my life. I feel like my YouTube like recommendations are pretty good at gauging like what kind of stuff, almost scary good at recommending what kind of stuff I want to watch out there. YouTube knows me. Yeah. YouTube knows me well. And I feel like sometimes TikTok knows me. They're like oddly specific. I, I deleted TikTok. Um, there, was a, there was a lot of stuff coming out around TikTok and I just wasn't feeling safe with like the amount of, like which is probably kind of fucked up because other social media apps probably have the exact same level of control. Mm-hmm. And it's not. I know really Facebook that, is like on us, yeah. but I don't even use Facebook, so it doesn't matter to me. The, but there was something specifically in TikTok saying that the it was able to capture your keystrokes, and that freaked me out. And I was like, I don't know if I want a keylogger app on my phone. That's and whoa. I don't know if that's actually still in there. I haven't really had a need to jump back into TikTok because thankfully, um, well, thankfully or unthankfully, depending on how you look at it, Instagram and YouTube Shorts have actually gotten better. Um, like at first they were garbage. Like, yeah. Like TikTok had dominated the market 100%. And then when Instagram reels came out, it was, it was shit and it's still kind of shit. It's getting like, better. Slowly. Like it knows that it knows that I'm a photographer. And so it's showing me reels around these trends that photographers jump on, but every, but like, it's like the same trend 14 times in a row. Yeah. It's like, I'm a photographer and I took this photo. And it's that it's that audio, and then it's like a picture with like pretty piano music, and it and I'll see, like I'll swipe up, and it's that same fucking trend again with a different account, and it's like okay, I've had enough of this trend, but that's what that's the problem with Instagram's algorithm not being like public or not really knowing how to like appease it, is that you think you have to jump onto these trends every single time you get a chance or every single time something new comes out and. Like, I just can't, I can't keep up with that stuff. Like I tried reels for like a short period of time and it, I don't know if it really worked. I don't know if it didn't work, but I'm back to just. I do reels, but I don't really think it changes my interactions that much at all. No. No. Like people like them. They get likes, but I don't know if it necessarily makes my account more popular or not. I think honestly, you have to be lucky to get viral. Yeah, like, I don't even think I'm looking to achieve virility is the crazy part. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I don't, like, so one of the episodes that, um, so like the first episode of this that I actually recorded was my friend John. He's a, he's a local musician here. And he asked me probably 
like the most interesting question of the night, which was um, if you had a big following, like how would your con- like it was basically like if you had a huge following, like if you could able to consider yourself an influencer, do you feel like your content would change? Do you feel like you would think that you needed to kind of like sway that audience like to do good or do you feel like you would just continue to like push out to entertain because like he was looking at some of the photos that i do and seeing as it as some some of them are like forms of political protest some of them i'm kind of trying to get a message out there mm-hmm. i'm not really trying to like change anybody's mind necessarily i'm just kind of putting it out there yeah but he was he asked me i was like do you feel like if you had a huge following or if you were considered an influencer, would you try and like, would you try and change people's minds or would you just be there to entertain? That's a good question, honestly. And I'm asking you the same question now too. Like, what do you, what do you think you'd do? It makes me nervous because I feel like if I achieved influencer status, I would be worried about the preconceived judgments from my family members. I have a religious family. Okay. And all right, it, and, yeah, that's... And they just don't know that part of my life at all. Okay. I guess so, that, I guess that was probably one of the questions that I sh- should have asked early on is, does your family know that you do this? My personal family knows that I do OnlyFans. I will say they just believe that it's boudoir. So, like, it's like... Oh, okay. It's like they don't know, but they know. Fucking weird to find out your dad was a subscriber or something like no, that. No, but... The crazy part, my dad paid for me to go to my first location because the first one was paid because we all stayed in an Airbnb. Okay, so you, you split the cost. We split the cost. Sure. And we had a chef and a bunch of stuff for that what did as he well. Think, what did he think you were going to be doing? I mean, he knew we were taking boudoir photos, but I just, I just don't think he understood the extent of what all goes into OnlyFans. Well, he then, he will now. <laughs> I mean, for this, real. But... Uh, but Gosh, they just didn't know or Breaking understand. News. Breaking news, Dad. It's more, <laughs> and you paid for it. <laughs> but that's the that's the that's the shake twist the, right there. I, I paid him back. Paper. It was just because at the time I had um, quit working for a family member who was not very nice, and okay. I said screw that family member, and so I became jobless right as I was moving. So if I wanted to go, I would have had to have borrowed money. So. I yeah. did. But yeah. he was supportive. He's like, go go take the pictures if it'll make you money back. He's actually been That's good. really supportive when it comes to that That's stuff. That's really good. That's good. Um, yeah, I can't. Uh, I don't think I don't, he would appreciate it if he knew I did corn, though. Did a nine-girl orgy. And yeah, you don't know about that. Did you call it corn? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Is that slang for it now or something? Sometimes, yeah, online. Because they try to filter and censor everything. Oh, Sometimes okay. you get so marked. And, the algor- okay, yeah. so that was like that hashtag fake body thing that was going around for a while. I still do that on TikTok. You still do that, okay. So that way I don't get banned. I Corn. think that TikTok is hypocritical because oh, they, they do not censor creators. children at all. Alabama Barker and Charlie D'Amelio have posted more body TikToks than I have, but every time I do it, I get banned for a week. I don't know who those two are, but they're um, like really big young content creators. Like too young, or like are they like, making the same like kind of seventeen shit you are? and eighteen year olds okay. making the same kinds of videos? I am when it comes to flirty Dude, reels. When I first joined TikTok, the first like for a long time, I think before like the algorithm knew what I was what, what I was wanted. there for, 
Like, cause I was just there to see like memes and funny shit. Mm -hmm. But like the first videos that it was showing me was like a bunch of fucking preteens dancing to shit. They do that and they a were lot. And they were dancing to sh like in a way that I would not be comfortable. And they're like they in a, to. in a freaking thong. I didn't get, it wasn't that explicit for me, <laughs> I but see like they thongs. were in like booty shorts that they probably shouldn't be wearing and like shaking it to the yeah. fucking camera at that age. Like it was fucked up. I would like, find that infuriating because I would, I'm trying to make money on this platform to pay for so, my life, sustainability. So, and yeah, <laughs> right before, right before I deleted the app and this, this wasn't why I deleted it because it was just the algorithm being fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. Um, it was, it was definitely, it was definitely part of it. Um, they were really pushing live. Uh, broadcasts on me for a long time. They still do that to me. I'm, I'm sure they do. I never watch them. But something that they were pushing on me all the fucking time was essentially cam girls on TikTok. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? And it was the same thing as as when it was Flirty like they were starting. ratings or just stupid shit. Well, it was like their live algorithm was completely different from their non-live algorithm. Mm -hmm. And so they were starting from scratch when live started getting pushed. Mm -hmm. And so it was, getting, it was so weird because I was getting a lot of like girls dancing and then a couple people and then people like debating politics. <laughs> it was so it was so weird. Like, that was like the majority of it. And then every now and then they would throw in somebody who was playing video games. Yeah. But it was mostly chicks dancing, going as being as close to being a cam girl, basically, as they could get. Yeah. People talking about how horrible Donald Trump was and then a random video game every now and then. And then the cycle started again. I see so ratings weird. a lot on there where people will either like disturb their sleep with noises. They get paid to like pretend to sleep. I think I saw. Yeah, I see stuff like a that a lot. There's a Twitch streamer that does that where they're they're basically just trying to sleep, and I if you pay, paid. they can it'll like blare Wake them the speakers up or whatever. and shit like that. Dude, you couldn't pay me to disrupt my sleep. Like, yeah, fuck, no. like if I'm also just like, how the fuck are people paying? Like, I'm gonna watch this TikTok live and pay you money. To play a sound when you're gonna act like you don't want that sound to be there when you really do because you're right. Money. Yeah, they probably probably already slept a full night and they're just like hanging out in bed, <laughs> hoping that. Oh, uh, let me just like pay the money to be an actor up. real fast. Uh, yeah, I got to think about it again from that same perspective. It's all fake. Like nothing on the internet's real. <laughs> the internet is so fake that it hurts sometimes, and that's why I try to like separate it. I want to separate my personal social media from that social media a little bit i i keep my personal shit off of social media 100 percent. yeah like, my, like this is my real life isn't on social media like That's, this podcast is probably going to be the closest look at my personal life that people can get to yeah it's like this podcast and like one other that i do is the closest that you can get to like knowing me as an actual person because if you look on my social media feed it's me responding to people with gifts as a joke, just trying mm -hmm. to make people laugh and my photography. Yeah. Like I'm trying to, I'm, I'm either trying to crack a joke to get a laugh or I'm posting a photo or a video that I made like every single time. Mine I, are just thirst traps. I feel like no one knows me from my social media, at least I mean, not from like, money, like the views. I don't know. I'm like, how do I personalize being attractive? <laughs> sometimes, that's sometimes a, that's hard for me. Do you ever feel like, um, I don't know, like, do you, is there some sort of like, inf like a feeling of inferiority around knowing that there is a huge following, but it is solely around like, like your the appearance? sex work aspect of you and your appearance? I find like, it hard to trust 
within relationships that that's not all they're there for. Right. I have found that hard. I've I've noticed that. I feel like something like that probably would have existed before being on OnlyFans, though. Honestly, yeah. I was sexualized at, at, at a young age because yeah. I developed early. Do you feel like it got worse getting on OnlyFans or is, mm. it, or is it kind of like the same territory? It's just instead of dealing with it in person, you're dealing with it online now, too. Honestly, it's more so just dealing with it online now, but I feel like I get to control it more. It's honestly sure. a control thing for me because I don't have to tolerate the disrespect. Right. You just block them. Fucking be done with it. Block them or charge them. Block them or charge them. <laughs> it's like, no, you want to say shit like that? 20 bucks. Literally, I've never... You don't have to take unsolicited dick pics anymore. I, I won't even open a picture unless you're paying me. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm sure you're still getting them on like your normal social media though, right? Um, right? Or is it... Not necessarily. Depends. I don't really get a lot of dip, dick pics anymore, and if I do, I have charged them. It's such a bold thing to me. Like I can't, I can't ever imagine the idea of sending somebody a picture of my dick and no. thinking that it's going to work. I was like, it's not an attractive piece of equipment. I've, I've <laughs> like, never known not, why not, men I take understand. dick pics. Sometimes I, I don't I've never understand got that. where the appeal would actually come from. Like, <laughs> I don't even know. It's like I got to give you props for having that level of confidence. Like. I get it. You're proud, but you thought this shot was gonna get the, me. The dude who sent you the message saying he had an eight incher that was like four fingers across. I'm surprised he didn't send you one. I was he like, didn't dude, send if, a picture. I was like, dude, prove it. He's some should, random gem dude from Instagram that should have told messaged him to prove me it. prior and got left on red and just didn't respond. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have some other gold in there that you wanna that you wanna open up to? Like, there's got to be some like extra funny shit in there. Let me think. Let me open up OnlyFans. Some of the stuff I have. I think I've made stickers of some of my favorite comments. They make me laugh. Right. Just make sure you don't show any of the cameras or anything like that. I don't know what you've got in the <laughs> I don't know what you got in there. For sure. I can edit it out. I see the stickers. I that like I, have. I would I would be I feel like I would be entertained just by seeing a woman's uh like Tinder profile DM. It's like and seeing oh, the shit that goes to through in there. I used to have dating apps. Like, I don't anymore. I met my partner on a dating app. Yeah, me too. And <laughs> that poor man, I I took him on a whirlwind. <laughs> really? On our well, my my man's young. He's about to be twenty, and I'm twenty one, so he's two years younger than me. Okay. And you just have a little bit of separation in life experience. And oh, you've been with him since October. Okay. So and so still, it's still pretty fresh, pretty fresh, but going well. And on our second date, I took him to a sex club for me to do a shibari shoot. Okay. <laughs> this poor kid. Yeah, you really threw me like, at the deep end. He's taken everything so well. I had a model bring a new date to a shoot one time and I felt so bad for the guy. It's like, they have no was, idea what to do. Well, no, I think like she, like, cause she was going to get nude at that set. Mm -hmm. And so like, like I don't know if he had seen that already. It's like so I don't know if that was his first introduction to her naked body. Is this but their at the same foreplay? time, <laughs> but at the same time, I don't think he was ready for how boring it was going to be. Because because oh yeah. that's like that's one thing that people don't think about when they ask me is like, oh, dude, you get to see these chicks naked all the time. I was like, dude, it's not really that entertaining. Like it's like like it's kind of like it's work. very we're very like posing in yeah, that time. You're posing, we're not, you're standing still, you're focusing. Their back hurts because some of the poses are like, some of the poses aren't comfy. Like so we're just time. like. You're hearing joints crack from being like frozen in place. My old body cranks every time I every bend time. it. <laughs> it's like it's just it's a lot of standing in one area yeah. and 
hearing clicks every now and then, like it's not, it's not the most entertaining endeavor in the world. Like I think it's entertaining because we're normally chatting and having a good time, but I felt so bad for the dude. I'm just going to get on Instagram DMs and see what people do. Cause usually that's where I get the weirdos. That's gotta be, that's gotta be cause it's free. They don't have to pay for it. They're going to jump right in there. Sometimes people's names are just funny enough. Someone named Cum Slut. What the- <laughs> I'm surprised Instagram let him have that. I know. That's weird. You're like, I'm just a fan. Please accept me. <laughs> what? <laughs> you sad fuck. They're very sad. Sometimes it's funny. I, I'm, I'm not I'm a sorry, dominatrix, but, but sometimes the way they text me makes me feel like one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh Have you ever God. replied to somebody on OnlyFans? Be like, hi, can I take your order? <laughs> like, as soon as they subscribe, just be like, hi, can I take your order? Well, just that, to fucking throw them off. You can send automated messages or, like, mass messaging, and those make see, me feel... I got to see the reply that you... If you, if you like, changed that to, hi, may I take your order, I got to see what some of the replies to that I time. would have to do that. <laughs> That'd be so good. Oh, man. See, that, that's probably the other problem. Was like, if I was on a platform like that, I wouldn't be able to take it seriously. I'd be making jokes. I'd be, I'd be, I'd I be like ridiculous. I don't know if these men think that we're being serious, but I, I know for myself, I'm not taking it seriously at all. Have you had anybody make you break character, just out of like the ridiculous stuff that they have? It was like, like when you just I couldn't, when you just I couldn't first keep holding up the facade anymore. When I first started OnlyFans, and. I had my premium snap as an option. I would allow subscribers to buy calls. I did do that when I was single. I don't do it as like a person in a relationship now because I feel like that's kind of video calls. Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like that's kind of taking it to another level, at least for me on an interpersonal level. You're crossing a bit of a threshold there. But prior to being in a relationship, I had done calls with subscribers before. And holy shit, sometimes them just talking goes like, I can't even be fake. I can't be fake when you're like demanding things. I've never handled that well. Oh, okay, they're just awkward in the way they're they just demand like shit. demanding, but awkward with it. See, yes. the thing that I picture is like that meme that was on Omegle for a long time, where like you'll come, like you'll show up on the chat will be open up, and you'll see some dude doing this, this and then they just raise it up and they're like wiping down a plate. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen That's stuff the first like thing that. I think of. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> my subscribers are all fucking hilarious. I feel like, um, some of the people that have subscribed to me are people that used to know me, but don't know me anymore in my like adulthood. Sure. Like may have known me in my high school age Just or someone. They don't, they don't know you anymore at that point. Yeah. Like, someone, if, you knew, if you knew me in high school, you have no idea who I am now. Even people from middle school have subscribed to me and like. When I I worked in a haunted house before, and it was someone who was like my age at that time, so it's not as creepy. I said said you, but I guess it's not that weird if you were both in middle school at the time. It was just like, oh, but just just another adult at that point. The loyal subscribers literally feel like your bitches because they just like (laughs) buy everything that you send them. They're like, oh, I love you, (laughs) or oh my god please send me a masturbation video or they're just like when they're like begging and sending and that stuff gives me the ick and i'm being fake when i text them that way and i'm laughing at them usually do you feel any concern talking about them like this if like subscribers were to listen to this and be like turned off or something like that not necessarily i feel like if they're silly enough to buy it then they they can deal with the concept they're not gonna be i don't think personally i don't think so either 
I, I feel like you might have like one or two off that might get off put by it. Sorry bit, if you, you found out I don't like you back, but you're paying to see and talk right. to me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know <laughs> I don't. where in this relationship you thought you were, but it's not exactly, it's not where you think it is. Like that Joe from you season just came out and they're talking about like the erotica mania where you're obsessed with someone. I've always been worried that I would get like an obsessed subscriber who would just like look for me. Or try to find me. Stalker, yeah, stalker would be a real concern. Mm-hmm. I haven't had um, a real stalker before. I had someone send me a necklace once when I was in, like, high school. And they sent it to my school. <laughs> I thought that was weird. That's the closest thing I've had to a stalker. Okay. But I've never had someone, like... Well, they sent it, fi- it to you at school, though? Like, mm-hmm. I think it was just a secret admirer at I that saying, time. I don't know if that's a stalker. It was like, well, they found you in public. They, probably they never approached me, so I'm like, why send it if you don't going to do anything about it? Yeah. Nerves. Yeah. I don't know. I was a, ner- I was a nervous wreck when I was in school. So, Same. I mean, I can I can kind of see it. That's how I ended up out of pre-med. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were hoping that you were going to know who it was. It was yeah. like after you did it. Potentially. I'm just oblivious as shit. Sometimes I feel like if I had a stalker, I probably just wouldn't notice. I would be the one murdering. Like, be to be real. <laughs> like, the first dumb bitch out in the scary movie. That is me. Unfor- <laughs> no, it's so unfortunate because, like, I, I watch so much cru- like true crime, and I feel like I would be, like, this great right. survivor investigator. But in the reality, I would be the first one out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like I always think, like, when you're watching, like, post-apocalyptic shows and stuff like that, you always feel like you're going to be one of the survivors. It's like, no, I'm going to be part of the crowd that dies and, oh, like, right so at the outbreak. So realistic, zombie apocalypse. I am a fucking zombie. Oh, man. Like, uh, we're, we're in the city. I was like, where the fuck are we going to go? If that shit breaks out, we're fucked. And I struggle to survive on food just like with college money. (laughs) Do you think I'm going to fucking find it during a zombie apocalypse? It's so far out. It's like that video of Bear Grylls like out in the middle of nowhere and he like catches a bat. (laughs) And we're like, where in the fuck, where the fuck do you think I'm going to be able to catch a bat? I'd be lucky to catch a fish. Unless you catch me in a grocery store, I'm probably fucked. (laughs) Like. That's going to be the first place that every dumb bitch goes to when the, break, when the outbreak hits. They're going to be hitting up Walmart and Hy-Vee and they're going to be blowing those places out. Fuck. That's, yeah. where, that's where most of the bodies are going to pile I'd up. I'd probably right die outside. trying that's to get some Nutter Butters or something. Butters. Is that your apocalypse that's, food? That's my Twinkie from the zombie land. It's like, I, think, I think my apocalypse food, I think the thing, man, what would I miss most? Fruit gushers. <sighs> I eat like a child. I think Reese's pieces would be something that I would like really regret not being able to eat. Yeah. Reese's pieces are a big one for me. Um, I'm not supposed to be eating them anyway. It was like some like a no sugar thing, but and so like the cravings are all there. So that might just be my like no sugar craving. Oh, right you're now. fucking tempting you by having M and M's. I'm sorry. No, oh, no, M and M's don't do it for. I'm not big on. I'm not big on chocolate. I'm a chocolate Reese's girl. pieces just barely got in there. I don't know what it is. I like everything. I'm a big seed person. I worked as a lifeguard, and I've. Never stopped eating like sunflower, sunflower seeds, seeds since. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I'm big on peanuts. Yeah. Like, I like peanuts and cashews. I like cashews, too. Like, but you can get those in the apocalypse. You can grow that if you were able to f- work the process out. You could have peanuts and sunflower seeds and shit like that. That wouldn't be that crazy. Never kept a plant alive. <laughs> so, yeah, you got you to <laughs> battle with that, I guess. <laughs> That's why uh, I was like, I'd be first one out. I'm not going to survive. I don't shoot guns. I'm not a gun person. I shot a gun once at a tree. And I closed my eyes. 
I was scared. You're breaking rule number one. I know. <laughs> you really the second don't I was like ready either. to pull it, I was like, fuck, I'm fucking scared. I closed I'm, my eyes. I'm quite into guns, but I grew up around them. I was a farm, uh, like I wasn't a farm kid, but I grew up in that, like I, I grew up in like Colorado, but when I was a teenager, we moved out to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And we were like rural Nebraska, and so my like, grandma was out in the middle of Missouri. nowhere for a long time. So I was I was I've been around guns for a long time, and like I own several. But in a post-apocalyptic world, like you still have to be able to like turn that part of your brain off that was like, hey, you might have to kill people to survive. Now, I don't know if I could get past that. Yeah, I don't know same. if I could, I don't know if I could do that in a survival situation. I get squeamish when I lie. I sweat. Like I'm not a good liar. I've never been. That like manipulative. I I don't know how people do I'm, that. I don't think I'm believable. Like if, I'm I, not if I try to lie, like I don't. Yeah, I'll just start sweating and the fucking stutter. Trying to lie. I'd be terrible lie. at poker. I can tell you that now. <laughs> I'd be shit at playing poker. Oh uh, yeah, no, it's all in my face. I can't hide how I feel. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, like I'm watching The Last of Us right now. Mm-hmm. It's like I mean I think the last episode's coming up here, but yeah, I I couldn't survive in that world. It's like. And The Walking Dead, I was super into that show for a while. Uh, that's the exact same thing. It was like they're always like finding new people and but everyone's dead. The zombie one that's on um, I think it's also on Netflix. Everybody, everybody dies or everyone's dead. It takes place in Japan. Okay, that's no, cool. I haven't heard of that one. I I'd, I'd be dead. <laughs> it's like I would absolutely so be part of that crowd that's dead. I I don't know. <laughs> like you want to. You want to feel more confident in yourself that you'd be able to survive in those situations, but I guess I just know myself too well to be like, no, nah, I'd be dead. I'd go out with a bang. I know that. <laughs> I don't even know if I'd be able to do that. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> like, if there's time. If there's time. I'd like to go out with a bang. It'd be nice. Um, I'd probably roll a J for my last There you go. Moment. Just try and like live it up for a little while. I'd be <laughs> I'd be pigging out here in the house watching oh, yeah, everything I'd crumble around me. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, um, we just did about an hour and 40 minutes. Oh, yeah. I think we're in good shape there. Um, I don't know. I've got a little <laughs> bit of time left, too. We should try and shoot something if you wanted to. So I'm down. All right. Well, Sick. I appreciate you coming out and have this chat. This was awesome. Like, this was this is what I wanted. Like, I wanted to be able to, like, set somebody down and have a cool conversation with people. For sure. Thanks for and you having kept the, me. Yeah, and you kept the M&M. You were able to keep the M&Ms under control until now. So I know. I'm actually surprised I didn't end up eating that really? while we were talking. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, thanks for checking. Uh, you want to tell people where they can find you online? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm lyrically... Oh, shit. I almost fucked myself. I said my old name that I used to be. I'm now Nas- like the, Nasty Nastasia69. I know everyone has multiple accounts when they start these because I haven't I haven't had to make a new account yet, but I do have a second account called Nasty Nastasia Six Nine, and it's the same for Twitter and OnlyFans. You'll have to send me your uh, like your all link mm-hmm. uh, link, and I'll put it in the description. I need to update it. it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's literally wrong. All right, well, um, I'll have links for you guys. Okay, uh, so you can find her. I don't know if you're gonna get a boost. This is just getting started, but we'll That's see what fun. happens. All right, thanks for coming. Thank out. Thank you. Have a good one.